What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? We are Deep Dive Sports, and today we are back with another episode of the Lights Out podcast. Unfortunately, she's going to be myself, Chase, and Duke today. Antonio could not make it. Um, going to have kind of a short podcast. We're going to talk about John Jones and everything that he's got going on, if you haven't heard already, and then hit on the Tyson Wilder fight. And, th- and that's probably about it for today. Um, we'll just jump right into it, really. John Jones, you know, 11 title defenses, four arrests. It's a pretty good track record, <laughs> if you ask me. Never defeated in the octagon, only defeated on the streets. Exactly, exactly. Um, obviously, one of the goats of MMA, if you've, if you've ever watched UFC, he's been around for, I don't even know, 20 years, plus years. I, I couldn't give you the exact date, but been around for a very long time. Like I said, 11 title defenses is up there with one of, with the greats, obviously, George St. Pierre. Um, I mean, even Habib only had four or five. So if you know about Jones, you should know about Jones. But I want to hear, first off, your thoughts on his last charges were basically domestic abuse charges. Uh, he got dropped from his gym, or I, I guess he didn't get dropped from his gym, but he got suspended for from his gym for the time being. Um, I want to hear your mm-hmm. whole situation and if you think he's going to be able to make a return, if he will let him return because of the publicity around it. What do you, what do you think? Yeah. So first off, so this time he was charged with misdemeanor battery, domestic violence and injuring or tampering with a vehicle. So I guess the story was, uh, I think it's his fiance. I don't think it's his wife. I think he was out gambling with a couple of friends. Uh, he went back to the room to get more money to go back out. And then him and his wife got an argument. Something occurred there. And then I think the fiance and the kids kind of like got away and were like walking downstairs, ran into one of the casino or the hotel workers and called 911 from there. Then he got arrested and I guess he like banged his head on the truck or the car, whatever it was when he was like he was talking, he was literally talking shit to the cops in like, right. there was an interview and like the cops were like telling him everything. And he was like, you wish you guys could do something to me. And then he like acted like he was going to run away. <laughs> I was like, Oh Jesus Christ. Um, yeah. So he was in, he was in town, he was in Vegas for the hall of fame ceremony. And then that occurred later in the night. Uh, I, I mean, obviously he's like no stranger to trouble, drug use, PED use, hit and runs. And, and it was a hit and run on a pregnant woman drunk driving. <laughs> um, but like the thing about John Jones is I feel like for the longest time people, and you know, even myself included, like as much of a piece of shit that he was, you know, when he fought, it was like, he was just, you wanted to watch him fight. And you, I mean, you wanted to, you want to see a good fight, but he, he was leagues better than anybody that he ever fought. Um, but now, like, for me, it was especially after the, the situation itself, obviously, is awful. But then his handling of the situation was even worse. He took to Twitter and was saying how nobody knew what actually happened and how everyone's, like, making this up. Yeah. It literally just reminds me of, like, a psychopath. Like, he just tells himself so many lies throughout the years that he actually starts to believe it. You know how, like, he talks about God and how he wants to be a good guy and leaving drugs in his past. And now he's talking about leaving alcohol in his past. I mean, I think it's just blatant that the guy has demons. And, like, I don't know if he can get away from these demons or not. But the way that he took to Twitter after it saying basically, like, none of it was his fault and that people were just kind of making stuff up, that was awful. And then, 
you know, his head trainer at Jackson Link MMA. I, I don't know exactly who it was, whether it was, uh, yeah, I don't know who it was at the gym, but they were basically like, you know, you're my guy, but like, you know, you got to figure stuff out before I take you back in, start training again. And he was like, he took to Twitter again. And he said, basically like, I'm glad I have loyal people by my side, basically saying like, screw my coach that didn't stay with me. It's kind of like, come on, dude. Like, you don't think that that's like respectful of somebody to say, you need to figure out like your own personal life and like have to stop abusing women before you can come back into my gym. I, I think he, he tweeted that out and then he later deleted it, I believe. So I don't know, maybe he realized that he was wrong in tweeting that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just bad. Like the whole situation is bad. Go ahead. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but the last time he got arrested, it was another DUI, I believe. And it was in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, I, I, I think it, it could have been, uh, he's been arrested so many times. I get them all mixed up. It, it's think, hard to it's hard to distinguish which is which. But I believe it was a DOI, and I believe there was some sort of weapon involved somewhere in the vicinity. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think immediately. I mean, he was in jail for a couple of days, and he came out and he said, "I'm done drinking. I'm done with drugs. I'm done with everything. I'm dropping it." And then we come back. Flash forward. I mean, that was probably a year ago, year and a half, two years maybe. We we come forward, and here he is again more alcohol problems this time he's beating his his fiance and right he comes out and he immediately like two days later he he tweets you know it's not my fault it you know i he doesn't really apologize for what he did he doesn't confront the situation he doesn't apologize to his kids he doesn't apologize to anybody he just says you know i'm kind of the victim here you know i've got shit going on i i don't know what to do with it and it's just it's the same old story over and over and over again with him. Uh, and right. it just seems to be getting worse yeah, just, is the issue. It's sad, man. It, it's extremely sad. And it, it's sad because, like you said, he was such a great fighter to watch and arguably was on a decline. And, you know, the whole leaving light heavyweight to go to heavyweight possibly lost his <clears throat> Dominic Reyes. It, it's all in the air. But for, for so many years, like I said, 11 title defenses, the most one of the most amount of title defenses by any human in the history of that UFC. It was just so much better. And on an MMA standpoint, it's sad to see, but also on a realistic standpoint, it's sad to see because it's not something you want to ever see anybody go through with any of these situations at all. Um, but I think I, I hope that this is a real wake up call for him. I hope he he gets his justice for it. I think. Personally, I don't want to see him back in the UFC. I think this was it. I think this was the last straw. And I don't, and I think UFC is getting to the point where they realize they need to be a little bit more woke about their situations. They might not even let him back in anyway. And he'll have to go find another organization to fight in, like one championship or Bellator or something like that. So I have a couple things to touch on there. One thing was, you know, the realistic aspect where it's just sad to see anybody go through this. I was thinking about this, you know, over the past couple of weeks or whenever that this happened, but I start to wonder if like him, and this is going to sound kind of strange, but him being so good at like what he does, like fighting, I, I sincerely wonder if that plays a part in like things that he does because he has this 
this godlike expectation of himself that you know he's so good nobody can ever touch him that's kind of one thing that i've been thinking about over the past couple days but i i don't know if that's true or not but it just kind of seems like he's so good and maybe he's just maybe he's too too good for his own um and then you said the leaving the ufc and go ahead oh i was just gonna say he's definitely i mean when he was in the ring at least that's kind of always the perception he gave off is that he's untouchable. He's, he's the God of the ring at this point. And I mean, he was for a very long time granted to him. And and it's hard. I mean, you see it in a lot of fighters nowadays, especially with McGregor taking too long back to back to Dustin Poirier. He, he he doesn't. And even with sugar, Sean, the, the losing mentality and some of these fighters that, have that energy and have that ability to be the best of the best. And I'm not saying Sugar Sean is, but I'm just saying he didn't accept his loss. McGregor being at the top of his game, never, he doesn't accept his losses against Dustin. Two pretty legitimate losses. I mean, rather one was a leg break, but I mean, you just, you got to be humble in defeat. And this guy has his demons and he doesn't know how to handle them. So. Yeah. And I wanted to say one last thing, because you said, don't want to see him back in the UFC. So this is something else I was kind of thinking of because he's obviously in contract with UFC. So what if the U and one of his things was why he wasn't fighting is that he wanted more money. He just wanted like millions of dollars to fight, you know, Stipe or whoever it may be, Francis Ngannou. He wanted like millions of dollars, but obviously that's at the UFC's discretion. I'm sure he has to get paid a flat rate and then anything after that's negotiable, but you know, they could choose to like keep him and just pay him like dog water, like pay him nothing. The issue is, is that if he gets released from his UFC contract, then one, one, you know, Bellator, one championship picks him up, then they might be willing to pay him millions of dollars. But with the UFC, if he stays in that that contract, there's probably nothing that he can do to get out of it unless the UFC releases him. So they could, you know, I'm sure that they have to let him fight at some point but like they could pay him like his base rate of like $300,000 and that's it. Like no fight in a night bonuses, no win bonuses, nothing. And he just has to stay in that until he fights out the rest of his contract. So it's just something to think, think about. I don't think he should be allowed in any organization until he gets his shit together. But I'm just saying that if he wants to stay in one, it's almost the UFC would be the best punishment of them all because they could, they have all the power as opposed to him having the power if he's a free agent. That's a fair point. I, that's, I mean, that's a completely fair point. And it's not even something I had really thought about. Um, when I think about the situation, all I think about is that he should be released. But, yeah, I mean, you never know. He should. But I'm just saying, just in the playing the devil's advocate, that if he doesn't get released, that they can no, just that's, pay him nothing. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a great point. Force him, force him to fight for, you know, nothing, essentially. <laughs> Literally nothing. Just yeah. So, I mean, yeah. Anyway, all right. I want to talk a little bit about the uh, Tyson Fury Deontay Wilder fight. Obviously, just happened. Was it two weeks ago? Mm-hmm. Um, trilogy fight. Wilder. There was a draw. The first fight. Tyson won the second and the third fight. Um, a lot of talk going on that this trilogy fight was one of not only one of the greatest championship fights in the past. 10, 15, 20 years, but 
one of the best trilogies almost ever in a lot of people's minds. And I know we're not really too focused on boxing. I'm going to be straight up honest. I haven't, I don't watch too much boxing, but I, I do tend to watch the big fights. I watch the big names just because I like fighting. And I don't know if you watched the fight live, but I did watch the fight live and it was a great fight. I mean, I'm just going to be straight up honest. I thought it was a good fight. Um, it was pretty back and forth. I thought after, I'm trying to think of what round Deontay knocked Tyson twice. Uh, I think it was four. I believe it was, it was four, but it might've been three. It, I was thinking round three or four, right around there. But I think after round six, it was definitively all Tyson and that fight was over. Um, and it was pretty dominant, but the first, first five rounds were just back and forth, nonstop. Tyson was knocking him. Deontay was knocking him. I thought it was a great fight. I, 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 were you that were you able to watch it? Did you watch the highlights? I didn't get really oh, I, too much. I didn't I didn't watch it live, but I did watch the full fight back like a couple of days later. I mean, pretty much same takeaways. I mean, it was a good fight, crazy fight. I mean, there's something to be said when two of the world's best heavyweights get locked into an octagon or a ring or whatever it may be, because there's just big guys going, I mean, they're trying to take each other's heads off. Um, you know, both guys obviously had some knockdowns. Like you said, the three and four, round three or four, when the uh, Fury got knocked down twice. See, me personally, when I was watching that, and maybe I'm just not a uh, – again, I'm not as – like you said, I'm not as big into boxing as I am UFC or MMA or anything like that. But by the third and fourth round, even though Deontay Wilder did knock uh, Fury down, it looked to me like Deontay Wilder was, like, already gassed. It looked like – I mean, he still had power. I think that's just – his baseline power, obviously, I think he's just a strong guy and he can knock anybody out at any time. But I feel like if you, you know, you watch it back, he just, he looks gas, he looks sloppy, he looks like he's not there. And then that's, I mean, yes, he got, Fury got knocked down, but Fury is just doing amazing work across the body, he's moving in and out. And, and Wilder's just kind of flat footed and just, you know, he's kind of blocking some shots, throwing a couple shots back, but it's nothing, he's not moving, you know. And that to me just kind of signified already that even though he already knocked him down, it was kind of like that should be like a big mental boost for Wilder, but it looked like it really wasn't even after he knocked him down once. And then he knocked him down again. And I think it was at the end, very end of the round. And then they went to the next round and Fury, I mean, he just went to work and it's kind of like, I don't know. Wilder for me, after the second fight, when he made all the excuses in the world, I mean, I think that's just kind of bad sportsmanship. I mean, obviously, you know, he was probably saying a little bit of it just to be like gimmicky and be like, like, oh, he lost, I lost because of this, like that's BS. But like, he was claiming that Fury put rocks in his gloves. He yeah. fired his like entire corner in because they threw in the towel and the guy couldn't even stand up. I mean, he had like all these theories about why he lost. And then, you know, they fight again, this is handedly again. And at the very end, Tyson Fury is trying to like shake hands with him, be a man. And he's like, I don't respect you. I'm never going to respect you. It's kind of like, yeah. come on, like, this guy just beat your ass twice, very <laughs> handedly. You know, there's, I mean, there might, who knows? I don't know. I know boxing is a little corrupted. I don't, I don't know. I don't know too much about that, but yeah. I, I don't know. Deontay Wilder obviously is one of the best heavyweights in the world. I, I think there's just not, I just think he needs more boxing. If that makes sense. He has the power, but he's got to start mixing it up. Jack, I mean, he like uh, the techniques there too, but it's just kind of like when you look at Fury's boxing versus Wilder's boxing, it's like night and day. There's like no, nothing to it. You're like, 
Tyson Fury should win this fight just based off of watching five minutes of it because of how yeah. it moves. Yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, I mean, obviously Deontay Wilder was the king of the heavyweight division for a very long time. His he has forty two fights now, forty. 40, maybe he has 43 fights, 41 wins, all by knockout. Right. And Tyson, and that, that's the difference between the two fighters is Tyson Fury worked his way up the ladder with movement, good head movement, good movement in general, had his head in the game, realized his goal. Deontay Wilder kind of almost was born with that gift of just knockout power. And that's all he really needed to use. He just needed to land that one shot. And he showed it time and time and time again fight after fight after fight for 40 fights that all he has to do is touch you once. He doesn't need to move in and out body jab. He didn't need to work on that. But when you face somebody that's worked their entire life as Tyson Fury has to get up to that point who needed to use that head movement because he has the knockout power and he knows he has the knockout power, but when he knows that his opponent also has the knockout power, that's when he knows he needs to move. And that's what he always worked on. And you could tell immediately that even in the in their second fight, I watched. I didn't watch their first fight, but I watched the highlights of it. I watched all of the second fight. I watched all of the third fight live. I, it's just it's it's the same Wilder almost. The first fight and Wilder was obviously he hadn't taken the loss yet. He hadn't taken the draw. He still thought he was king of the world, and he had that confidence to him. The second fight, he was like, "All right, this guy could beat me." We drew. And, you know, he comes out a little skittish, not really moving a whole lot, kind of scared of Tyson. And obviously he comes out with every excuse in the book, as you said. And then the same thing, this third fight. But this third fight, I thought Tyson even came out like, yeah, whatever. I mean, I know I'm going to beat him again. The first couple of rounds, Tyson was just kind of like really flat, not really moving, wasn't super into the fight. And Deontay was just going for the body jabs, which I thought was a little different for him. But after that, Tyson was like, all right, I got punched a couple of times. I feel the power. I'm back to Tyson. And he just led that fight. But it's just, it's crazy to me that, that somebody can be as talented as Deontay Wilder and as talented as Tyson Fury. And when you put the two together and have one of the better boxing fights that I've ever seen, not being a boxing fanatic, but that I've ever seen. And then just having no sportsmanship after the fight from Wilder. And then even he came out like two, two days ago and was like, yeah, my hand's broken. Yeah. <laughs> right. Hand like, broken. Hands broken. My equilibrium was off. I didn't get a good night's sleep before I came in. It's just like, it's one of the most disrespectful things that can happen in the fighting world, at least to a fan. It, because I, Boxing it has to be about respect. MMA has to be about respect. I mean, you can go in there and hate your opponent and you can hate the way they live and hate what they do and whatever you want to do to get yourself into the fight. But at the end of the day, if you get your ass kicked, hold your hands up, bro. I, I don't I don't get it. You got your ass kicked twice. I don't I don't get it. Don't forget the excuse of his walkout costume was like a <laughs> hundred pounds. He chose to wear it and then he said it made his, his legs wobbly. Yeah, he made his legs wobbly and all his eardrum bled because his costume was too heavy. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. He's got all the excuses in the world. I mean, in the end, wrapping it up, I thought it was a great fight. Um, 
I mean, I think Tyson Fury can move on from this trilogy about feeling confident that sure. he's the better man of the two. And uh, I think Tyson Fury's got some good stuff on the horizons for a couple um, heavyweight boxers. The guy that just the guy that just beat Anthony Joshua. I'm not sure what his name is. I can't quite remember at the moment. It's like but Chimanko uh, or something like that. It's something like that. And um, I, I I like to see those two guys fight. I think that's what people were kind of hinting at is like the better two heavyweights could fight each other. So could be a good fight. I, I would watch it for sure. I love Tyson Fury. I love his, uh, he's obviously a great fighter and I love his personality. So. Yeah. Um, great fights. Basically long story short, we both think John Jones need to get out. <laughs> um, yes. Fix this stuff. Man. Needs to fix this stuff. Too many demons. But yeah, that's it. That's all I got for everybody today. If you don't got anything else, Duke, I think we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. I appreciate everybody for listening. Next time we've got, I'm going to have to check the dates, but I think we might have have 267 to talk about and 268, I think, is the week right after. So got a lot to talk about next podcast and appreciate you guys for listening. Hey, everyone. Thank you for listening. If you would like to hear more, feel free to listen to past episodes and look for new ones every Friday. And don't forget to follow us at Deep dot dive dot sport on twitter instagram and facebook for any update and please let us know what you would like us to take a deep dive into next as always we are deep dive sports until next time